what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started talking. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the time they care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks you don't on look power. Status. Let's discuss. Hello guys, uh, welcome to vet to vet podcast, uh, new episode uh, about DBQ forms. Uh, if it's your first time listening, then thanks for coming. And um, today um, we are talking about DBQ forms uh, or disability benefits questionnaires. And those are medical examination forms used to capture essential information for evaluating disability compensation or pension claims. So most of them you can find uh, online on the VA website and uh, we are providing a a web link on on our YouTube channel if you want to check it. Or there are, of course, some DBQ forms that are not available to the public, but you can find them through the forums. So, without uh, further ado, let's go into uh, let's go into uh, uh, the topic itself. Yeah. So, disability benefit questionnaires or DBQs are downloadable forms for veterans to use in the disability evaluation process. DBQs can help speed up the process of compensation and pension claims. At least that's the idea of them. (laughs) Uh, DBQs allow veterans and service members to have more control over the disability claims process by giving them the option of completing an examination with their own health care providers instead of a uh, Department of Veterans Affairs facility. DBQs enable private health care providers to capture important information needed by the VA to accurately evaluate and uh, promptly decide a veteran's claim for benefits. More than 70 DBQ claims or forms are available that use checkboxes and standardized language to streamline the process. DBQs average about seven pages in length. Veterans are responsible for any fees the private providers may charge for completing a DBQ. Of course, that's an official statement from a VA website. (laughs) And uh, that's what those DBQs are intended for. Uh, yeah, I haven't really seen them move the speed of a claim. They certainly help you when you try to argue a claim if you have to go through the appeals. But when it comes to speeding up the process or even trying to get an outside doctor to fill it out in the first place, it kind of gets hard. But I always say any doctor. So if you find any willing doctor to fill out that form, go for it but it's just sometimes hard because a lot of doctors don't understand VA forms, so they're not willing to do it. Mm-hmm. So DBQs are an important example of uh, VA initiatives, uh, and that's good as they are always trying to change or improve. Uh, maybe uh, some changes are not as fast as uh, sometimes you would like to see, 
but at least it's it's uh, the process improving yeah. or gets complicated at the same time. Yeah. So couple step forwards, one backwards. So at least one step forward. Yeah. So the idea about DBQs was to eliminate the backlog of disability claims, and they actually did it. Uh, uh, I think like even two years ago. Yeah. Got much more faster, especially with that uh, shorter claim process uh, with the e-benefits website. Uh, so another idea behind DBQs was to increase access to uh, services and benefits, but as I see, it's mostly through e-benefits website. So DBQs can be still confusing, so not a lot of people probably know about them, especially those who file their claim for the first time and then... Or on their own. On their own. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, somebody else to take care of all the whole process. Yeah, so don't lean on those outside medical examiners, the QTC or the MSLA guys. You really want your own doctors, your own providers to back you up, because if you have nothing to back you, then those guys could write whatever the hell they want. If you have that option. Yeah, yeah. If you're stuck leaning on the QTC MSLA guys, even though those letters say don't take any evidence with you, I say do it anyways, just in case. Mm. So, um, what kind of uh, DBQs um, can you find on a uh, VA website? And yeah. those are kind of uh, structured by uh, different uh, issues or uh, family of issues with diseases. Yeah, and it's practically anything that's that can be rated for. So look into it, especially when it comes to the mental health ones. There's a few different ones. So there's one different for PTSD. There's one different for military sexual trauma. Yes, but those you won't find on the VA website. Those probably look at the forums. Oh, because, really? Yes. What's so up with that VA? So some of the examples are cardiovascular, uh, dental and oral, ear, nose, and throat, uh, gastrointestinal, uh, gynecological, infectious diseases, musculoskeletal, neurological, psychological, respiratory, and general surgical. Yeah, ophthalmological and some other ones. Like one of the questions will be, why would I feel DBQ form? Would it reduce my processing times? The idea is yes, but I don't think the DBQ itself really speeds it up because I've seen regular claims take the same amount with or without them and I've seen mm -hmm. the VA make funny decisions with or without them. But I do think the good thing about the DBQs in the overall is if you think that you got a decision that you don't like or is unfair, then you have that DBQ filled out by a doctor dated stating the severity of your condition so you have something backing you. So it's definitely a good document to have, at least if you have to go through the appeals process. Yeah, and just in a lot of the times uh, that uh, question wouldn't make sense because we don't have any other options. Yeah, and really when it comes to timeline, I always say just do what you gotta do and let the VA do what they're gonna do. Because mm -hmm. it's really out of your hands anyways, but anything that's in your hands, try to do the best you can and let them do what they gotta do. Yeah, so like, Another question would be, uh, where can I find uh, like additional medical, uh, like any, any new forms for additional medical conditions? Most likely you won't 
because they are not uh, either for public release or either they are not available. VA always gives you their phone number to call and to you know, ask for it, but I would say the best uh, source of information if you don't find it on the main page, just uh, forums. Yeah, definitely check out the forums because especially if those mental health DBQs in on the VA website, then that means there's definitely others. So, so which DBQs are not available for use by private providers? So which one of those medical examinations are not available? Uh, well, definitely the initial examination for post-traumatic stress disorder, but, uh, but the major thing is that you're being already diagnosed by your doctor before you hand them these forms, so there's already a history there. You just don't hand a random doctor some blank form unless they're just willing to fill it out. But usually you're handing these forms to guys who kind of know your history already. But a good common one would be like the initial examination for the PTSD or the post-traumatic stress disorder. Hearing loss and tinnitus, residuals for TBI, cold injury residuals, uh, prisoner of war, Gulf War medical examination, general medical examinations for compensation or pension purposes, because that's what those outside doctor guys are doing. And you know, prisoner of war examination, there's just kind of presumptions for those conditions if you are POW. But definitely look into those forms because there's a whole lot of them. Yeah, but you can still, uh, like, uh, you can still find them or get the hints of what are asked on those forms uh, through uh, forums and online. Like, uh, veterans' community is huge, so there is yeah. always somebody who's going through the same examination, probably at the same time. Yeah, definitely don't be shy. The bigger thing that's going to help us out is being open with what the hell's going on with you, because I promise somebody else is going through the same thing and has already been down that road. So, why those DBQs are not available for public use? So, the VA has determined that the examinations required to complete those DBQs either require specialized training, specialized equipment or specialized testing generally not available through the private providers or if these examinations are available the cost of the veteran be so great as to render the dbq cost prohibitive prohibited for these reasons va has determined that that it is in the veteran's best interest to still require these examinations to be conducted by a va, VA clinician yeah that's kind of an official answer but you have your own as well? Yeah, I think it's just uh, cost saving. Probably know? cost saving and uh, at the same time, you know, since they don't release those forms uh, and they, uh, they are available, it's probably because there are so many uh, people with the same issues and uh, it's difficult to just pinpoint to one, uh, like one, just one, one reason why condition, why it could happen. Especially with PTSD, since it's a, like a bunch of issues that uh, you know bundled in one. Certainly. So and uh, they always uh, you know come with uh, different ways to determine it, and uh, especially with uh, you know sometimes the DSM books get updated, so you go through DSM four to DSM five, and maybe uh, new researches come out. So. Yeah, 
But I don't understand. The only thing that jumps on me is the cost prohibitive. Because if you could afford it, then why in the hell not? Yeah, you have that right until you do that. Yeah, yeah, and if you feel like paying for it, then it doesn't matter. And of course, DBQs can be as well as those, like 70 or around that number, are available on the VA website. Uh, easily to Google, but you can use that the link on the, uh, from the, our podcast. Yeah. So are DBQs just for presumptive conditions? Uh, or no. Not? Uh, DBQs will be used for almost every condition for which a veteran receives comp can receive compensation. So it's not just for presumptive issues or secondary issues or the first time you're filing. It could be for anything. All you want that form to basically say is that one, you have it, two, the severity of it, and that it's linked to your service or your service-connected injury that the VA is already paying you for. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, VA gives, uh, you know, got kind of two uh, separate sections, one for like the veterans for everybody else, but they give answers for medical professionals as well, that we're going to go through, like, why would they have to do this or that? So why would a veteran need a DBQ uh, if VA has most of their medical records? So in some cases, the VBA can use the information in the veterans health record to adjudicate the claim. If the information is sufficiently uh, complete for rating purposes, however, if the information in the health records is incomplete, the VA will require a DBQ to provide the additional medical evidence needed. And really, like when you're trying to like speed up the claim process, if you're using a DBQ form, instead of looking at hundreds of pages of medical records, just within those seven pages, you could say, okay, here's the guy being uh, diagnosed with this condition. This is the severity of it, and it's due to his service. It should be kind of streamlined. So that's the idea of it. And so if they don't have to go through all those records and they could just hit the key points, then maybe there's less errors. Uh, or you can view it as an, uh, like, you seem like in its scientific papers, it's just an abstract. Yeah. So, like, uh, you read an abstract of two pages, or you go through the whole uh, paper, which is, can be hundreds or thousands of pages. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one. How, how far can previous medical test results be used as evidence when completing a DBQ? Um, there's, there are no set rules regarding the age of available test result. If the previous test reflects the current medical condition of the veteran, the examiner should indicate that those results reflect the veteran's present condition and degree of disability. So, of course, like, even if you're from Vietnam, you know, Korean War, if you had a back problem then and you show all these records of a back problem, it doesn't matter if you quit going to the hospital in the 90s you still have all these records showing you have a back issue. And so if that's the best you got, that's the best you got, but at least you have something. And so that should show a chronicity of having that issue. What happens if VBA finds a DBQ completed by a private physician or a VHA clinician insufficient? So if the incomplete DBQ forms do not contain the information needed to rate the disability, are, there are therefore considered insufficient. VA will strive to obtain the needed information during the claims development process. However, if the additional information cannot be obtained, VA may have to schedule the veteran for a VA examination. 
really I've seen you guys going through the VA examinations regardless of having a DBQ or not, mm-hmm. including myself. So I don't see that stopping the outside medical exam. So can DBQ be completed due to the regular medical appointment? Yeah. Many of the DBQs can be completed in a short amount of time. The estimated respondent burden for each DBQ varies from 15 minutes to an hour, depending on the complexity of the form and the conditions covered. The estimated respondent burden is listed on the DBQ form itself, usually on the top right corner. But really, those are just estimates, and I really have no idea who's estimating those I, those numbers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, should providers discuss uh, completed DBQ forms, findings with a veteran? Yeah, the providers are the most qualified to discuss the veteran's health, but cannot and should not offer any opinions to the outcome of the disability benefit claim. VBA, not the provider, makes the decision on the veteran's disability claim. The provider should remain in, should, uh, the provider should remind the veteran that the examination and DBQ report are only one part of the total evidence reviewed by the VBA and making that veteran's uh, benefit decision. Oh, at the same time, what are your chances? So if you have, uh, especially when you go to uh, uh, what, MSLA or yeah, the QTC. QTC exams here in California, so you probably, uh, the doctor has probably 10 or 20 guys scheduled for that day. So uh, how much time would you get to discuss any of the findings with him? So even though you get an official answer from VA, so most likely you can only request your records like three months, maybe one month after that exam, and uh, get it probably after six six months and just see what uh, provider or what uh, the doctor uh, marked on that uh, exam. Yeah. And if you told him something differently, then that's the only way you can actually miss, like, match what actually you told and what was on the paper. Yeah. And sometimes it's uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, like fast forward because you might go, for example, for 20 minutes, one hour, and then the form uh, or like uh, that, uh, that exam would have like 20 pages yeah. or 10 pages because, you know, it's like a uh, crosses uh, next to like multiple <laughs> choice question answers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the claims issues come from is those outside medical exams. Mm. So will private providers be trained or certified uh, in VA examination requirements similar to VA clinicians? (laughs) No. Uh, Private providers completing DBQs are uh, providing medical information on a veteran they are treating. This is no different than letters previously submitted related to a veteran's condition. DBQs ensure that the primary care providers gather the medical information the VA needs to determine the disability rating. But always keep in mind if the provider doesn't want to write a letter or write or fill out this form because of the time, and all you can get is a letter saying, yeah, I think he's got it, yeah, I think this is the severity and such, use it, that still works, so take it. Unless he, uh, he's used to do those letters. Yeah. He has a, you know, kind of draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he has a history of working with vets, they should understand it. Mm-hmm. 
So who can complete a mental health DBQ? So in order to conduct an initial examination for mental disorders, the examiner must meet one of the following criteria. A board certified or board eligible psychiatrist, a licensed doctoral doctorate level psychologist, a doctorate level mental health provider under the close supervision of a board certified or board eligible psychiatrist or licensed doctorate level psychologist, a psychiatric a psychiatry resident under the close supervision of a board certified or board eligible psychiatrist or licensed doctorate level psychologist, or a, clini a cl clinical or counseling psychologist completing a one-year internship or residency for purposes of a doctorate level degree under close supervision of a board certified or board eligible psychiatrist or licensed doctorate level psychologist. In order to conduct a a review examination for mental disorders, the examiner must meet one of the following criteria. Any criteria from above, or be a licensed clinical social worker, an LCSW, a nurse practitioner, a clinical nurse specialist, or a physician assistant under the close supervision of a board certified or board eligible psychologist, or a licensed doctorate level psychologist. So like in general, especially like first criteria are pretty high. Yeah. So pretty much you got to be a PhD, uh, probably some fancy books on your shelf, and uh, uh, one of those is yours. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the key one's probably the bottom where you're starting to look at the social workers, the nurse practitioners. Usually they're the ones that work more directly with the guys, so they kind of understand where you're coming from a little bit better. So will VA use DBQs for PTSD? Yeah. However, there are two separate DBQs for PTSD depending on whether the veteran has already been told by the VA that they have a service connection for PTSD. If the veteran has already been told by the VA that, that they're service connected for PTSD, then a private mental health provider may complete a review PTSD uh, DBQ form, the 21-0960-P-3. Uh, form. However, if a veteran has not already been told by the VA that they have been service-connected, then the DDQ form for the initial diagnosis of PTSD is VA Form 21-0960-P-4. must be completed by a VA mental health provider. The initial PTSD DBQ cannot be completed by a private mental health provider. So you got a bunch of forms for PTSD. Yeah. Initial and the main one. So will VA use DBQs for any other medical disorders? Yeah, so there is a DBQ concerning all other mental health conditions, which is called other than the initial or other than the initial diagnosis of PTSD and can be completed by a private mental health provider meeting the criteria described above. But usually it says something other other than PTSD, mental mental condition. And those uh, DBQs, most of the times, they are based on uh, um, criteria or findings uh, that uh, uh, from my DSM books. Like yeah. The current one is yeah. DSM-5. Yeah, it's right off the DSM. Mm. So what are the pros and cons of DBQs? Like cons, yeah. So I guess um, cons would be there's no real objective, objective statistical evidence 
available to conclude that using a DBT will speed up your claim. Having said that, many, many veterans do report a higher degree of satisfaction in the process time of their claim when they properly use a DBQ form. But DBQs are not available for every condition, and some of them are complex conditions with mul multiple residuals like TBI. Another one would probably be uh, DBQs do not always mirror up perfectly with the, with the rating criteria. And so, have your doctor review and compare your limitations to the criteria for your condition to show where you fall in those rating skills, because really the VA is just looking if you fit in their little boxes, really. Mm -hmm. And even when you're using that DBQ form, use that private doctor to follow that, that rating skill. So, private doctors can't build insurance for a DBQ and so they don't often agree to do them unless you pay up front and it could get pricey depending on the kind of doctor. Although doctors like cash as much as any business and are often willing to negotiate a mutual, mutually agreeable fee, so truth is the truth. In America, cash works. VA treating doctors routinely refuse to use DBQs based on uh, guidance from the OGC that to do so would interfere with the VA benefits process. It's really hit and miss because, yeah, they're they're hard they're hard to get from the VA. That's true, because even if you get it filled out, it's usually not by your personal doctor. It's by somebody else reading records. Hmm. So. What are the pros? So some of the pros. You don't lose control of your claim by having it put to faith into a doctor whose salary or contract is paid by the VA. So even though these guys at QTC and MSLA try to act like they're unbiased, the biasness is truly like who pays you at the end of the day, and it's the VA. So they're working for them, not you. And so with that DBQ, you have some kind of backing in case something goes wrong and you have to go through the appeals process, at least you have something to back yourself up. Another pro at the end of the day is that your doctor knows you better than anybody else and your condition. So the more likely to provide a realistic picture of your condition and the limitations it imposes on you. And so no matter how hard these QTC and MSLA guys try to be objective, I truly don't believe you could judge anybody in 10, 15 minutes compared to a doctor who's known you for years. Mm. And your doctor will typically provide the report more quickly than the VA will, which is true. A lot of outside doctors, they don't mess around because it's all about helping those patients out and getting to more of them, so. Yeah, if you're lucky, uh, one of the few ones who have a family doctor. Yeah, and take advantage of them. Mm. So some tips for using the disability benefits questionnaires. And any reports from your physician, make sure that they review and state in writing that they reviewed your uh, C file. Otherwise, it's not going to get going to get afforded to the properly uh, evidentiary weight. Pretty much, you'll have just more time uh, arguing. Yeah, they'll try to say it's not good enough. Uh, don't use outdated medical information. 
we consider anything older than six to 12 months, depending of course on the conditions and the issues to be outdated for impairment rating purposes. So the major thing is if it's a chronic issue that it's lasting more than 12, six to 12 months, so show that it's still bugging you. Um, if you use an outdated, use, if you use out of date information, the VA will likely still schedule you for a VA CMP exam and you will be back to waiting months or years for the VA rating decision and impairment rating for your service connected disability. Limited just for the videos and comments on the, like under our videos on the website. So if you find a forum and a lot of guys get involved in that topic, yeah. just jump on it and use it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like our podcast is not any better than any uh, other like resources to help you with your claims. That's just another idea. Yep. So, coming to an end, so do you have any book, uh, great movie or stuff to do, to recommend? Star Wars for sure, even though I haven't seen it yet. I've seen it, good. And I can't believe it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm missing the boat. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> Um, and a quote of what's words of wisdom of the day? All you have to do is go down to the bottom of your swimming pool and hold your breath. Yep, said by David Miller, um, US uh, DOE spokesperson on protecting yourself from nuclear radiation. So we get to do it. You got jacuzzi. Yeah. Hold, and, uh, hold your breath for 30 seconds. For 30 seconds, yeah. If it hits. Uh, that's it folks, thanks for listening, until next time, over and out. Thank you.